0: You're listening to the Live Talk with Lamb podcast hosted by me, Todd Shapiro. Good man.
1: <laughs> haven't seen you in a while.
0: I like chatting with you.
1: Yeah, you're a great road radio host. You really are.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm okay. You're a great realtor and developer. <laughs> do, you, what, do you sell? Do you sell real estate? Like uh, do you sell? Like do you ever? Are you still a realtor, technically?
1: Uh, well, I, I still am. I still sell. Probably. Uh, two or three hundred properties a year myself.
0: I don't think people would realize that about Brad Lamb at this point in his life. So why is it important for people to have a real estate agent?
1: Well, you know, I'll tell you that I always had a real estate agent when I wasn't a real estate agent. And the reason for it is because um, I was busy working. And uh, I was trying to be good at what I was doing, which was uh, I was an engineer for for a company that manufactured electric motors and uh, and welding equipment and wire and that sort of thing. And I was busy trying to be great at that, because at the time, that's what I, my job was. I wanted to be the best I could at that. Uh, you know, I spent all my spare time really learning about real estate, but I, but I didn't have the knowledge that someone that spent all their time in real estate would have. So I found someone who, where I started working in London, who really knew the city, had been there all his life. He knew all the things that I wouldn't know, you know, and that's the key, right? So what you're hiring a real estate agent for is their knowledge, what they know that you don't know. And for me, that's worth more money than you could imagine. You know, if you imagine this, so you're in the city buying property and you don't really know the city very well, and you see a house and you don't know the history of that house or the history of the street or why that house is a special price, it might look better priced than you know, uh, some other house somewhere else, and you buy it not fully knowing the whole picture, real estate agents will give you the whole picture. Um, you know,
0: the, good, good real estate agents.
1: Yeah, of course. You, you have to find a good real estate agent. I don't think there's any value in the world for, for bad real estate agents, and there's not many good ones. But good real estate agents will, will, uh, will make you money, will protect you, uh, from legal actions because they'll they'll make sure that the offer is sound. They will work t- to your benefit and for you. And uh, it's so I mean, for me, telling people out there, what, what's the reason? I always use real estate brokers. Like when I buy commercial property in other cities, when I buy homes in other cities, um, when I buy even when I buy real estate in Ontario or Toronto, I have a guy in my office that represents me because he bird dogs and goes out and finds the stuff that I can't do. And so you're paying someone for their knowledge and their skill. And that to me uh, is absolutely, um, there's no value you can put on that. And you'd be crazy not to use a real estate agent to buy real estate with.
0: Is it, is it fair for a potential home buyer or condo purchaser to sort of interview a real estate agent that they might want to work with, get to know them, really get to know if they are great, like you
1: say? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's two parts to a real estate agents. There's a listing agent who comes over and puts your property up for sale. And there's one that helps you find a property to buy, right? Two different jobs, two, two different skills. Um, but, but for sure, what you should always do when you're looking to spend hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars is interview the person you're going to hire. Um, and the first thing is, you know, and it's like anything, the, the guy that sells the most real estate or the woman that sells the most real estate is probably the best at it. You know, the hockey player that scores the most goals is probably the best hockey player, right? Guy that hits the most home runs is probably the best home run hitter. Well, same thing for real estate. So to find a real estate agent or broker, find the one you see all over town that everyone's talking about and their ads are everywhere, interview them.
0: Does it ever frustrate you that there are a plethora of real estate agents, almost too many?
1: That's never personally bothered me. I get up every day and look in the mirror and say, listen, today you are gonna do the best you can. I always do that. I always do the best I can. I'm never concerned about competition because I know I'm going to do my best. And if I work the hardest and, and do my best, I'm going to beat other people. So I welcome competition. But I will say that in Toronto, unfortunately, that unfortunately, People hire real estate agents because they're friend or their wife's best friend just got their license and she's having trouble making payments on her car and she needs some money. And so, you know, the the emotional muscle, the guilt trip is what real estate agents rely on, especially agents that aren't busy. And that's that's a problem because those people hurt our industry and those people, you know, inadvertently injure their clients because they don't know what they're doing. And you really got to hire someone that knows what they're doing, or you're going to get into trouble.
0: So during this sort of pseudo interview process of perhaps getting your wife's best friend or someone who's just a top sales agent in in the city, in the country, what are things to ask? What are things to look for?
1: Well, you know, um, so f- for me, the storehouse of information that you have in your head is what makes you good as is anything, whether you're, uh, you know, a basketball player, your knowledge of the game uh, and, and your understanding of what to do with a ball and so on. Same thing with, with real estate or banking or, or anything. Uh, it, so, if, so, and what I mean by that is if you ask a real estate agent, okay, listen, I live in this condominium, what's it worth? If they can't tell you just like that what it's worth, then they're of no use to you. If they say, well, I have to go and do a market value assessment and I have, Bullshit. If they can't tell you right there what it's worth, another thing, okay, tell me the five properties in the city that most compete with me right now, the five other properties for sale right now that compete with me. If they can't tell you that, they're not competent. They should always be out in their car or walking around understanding more of the marketplace and the real estate economy, and you can tell that right away. You ask them a few questions about the market and their property, and very quickly they realize they don't know anything about anything. So let's say you're interviewing someone at the Television City, okay, and they come in and you say, "Hey, does my building? Uh, what what are the facilities in my building?" Right. A lot of people come and take the list. They try to take the list and say, "Well, I, I, I don't know." If they don't know everything to do with your building, I mean that's one simple test. But you could also say, "What are the last five sales of the building that are similar to mine?" They should know this, right? Or the building down the street on Mercer is very similar in price range. What's the last sale in Mercer? And by the way, what facilities does Mercer have? Do they have a 24-hour concierge? You have to ask these questions, right? And that's, people don't ask those questions. They're so caught up in what is my condo worth? How much am I going to get out of this? They don't ask the questions and properly interview people. You can very quickly size someone up by asking them questions about their industry. And if they don't know the answers, they don't get hired.
0: Great realtors are key, and with every industry though, Brad, uh, there's there's always like sort of language that's sort of true to that industry, whether you're in the finance markets, whether you're a doctor, you know, there's certain lingo. Is there lingo that people should try to decipher from what their realtor is saying, and then what is like the bullshit of trying to pump something to you?
1: Well, I mean, the biggest, I would say, con in this industry is listing agents, right? And telling an owner all the things they're going to do to sell your property. The truth is, most real estate agents take a listing, they put it in MLS, and they wait for some other agent to sell it. They don't do anything. And they collect a two, two and a half, three 3% commission for literally sitting in their office drinking coffee and talking to the buddies. A good listing agent does a lot of things, and, and they're small things. They're, they're not big things, but those small things make your property stand out. So, you know, I, th- I think that when you're hiring someone to sell your property, you really need to drill down on really what they're doing for you.
0: I think it's great to know just as, as a consumer myself and someone who's obviously bought and flipped homes. But just to understand the fact that it's okay not to feel pressure that you have to go and work with someone just because they're listening or just because they're talking to you and just because they're making you feel like you got to be pressured into buying something. But don't be afraid. It's your money to really get to know the realtor before you choose a great one.
1: Well, I don't know if you need to know them, their, their personality, but you need to know uh, their background, what they've done, their success. Uh, And and also, you need to really drill into their knowledge because knowledge is what makes real estate agents successful. When they come up against something, how are they going to deal with it? And if they don't have the knowledge and experience, they're likely going to cost you money.
0: Really valuable knowledge, especially on the consumer side. What about for someone in the industry, a, a realtor that is just starting out? They haven't sold those two, 300 units a year. What, you know, what would five quick tips be for those realtors to succeed and separate themselves from the rest?
1: Okay, well, so it's, again, it's very simple and people always overthink this stuff. It's the basics you do day in, day out, day in, day out to make you great. Okay, so the first thing is I'd say is that make a schedule. Okay, because what I find when I hire new real estate agents is they're always at home. They don't have anything to do. They're like, I don't have any appointments. I have no listings. I don't have to do. Well, you always have things to do. So I tell them, listen, uh, on Sunday night, make a week-long schedule. Let's say you work out, okay? Put your workouts in your schedule. Number, <laughs> number one, you should be working out because it's how you're going to stay healthy and if you have a healthy body, you have a healthy mind. So it's important to stay fit. Uh, so that's one thing, right? And also, when you work out, what are you doing when you work out? So if you are a member of a large chain of of fitness places like like Good Life, they have them all over the city, don't go to the same Good Life every day. Go to the same Good Life every time on Monday so people see you and start conversations with people. Go to another Good Life on Wednesday and another one on Friday so your sphere of people that you could meet is larger because the whole key to this is you got to meet people. Okay. So anyways, schedule. The next thing is education. A lot of real estate agents want to get running right away. They don't know anything, and they're going to screw up deals. And you screw up deals, it costs your broker money, it costs you money, it costs your client money, you might get sued. So before you go off half-cocked and start trying to sell real estate, get educated. So we tell everyone who starts with us, go out and look at 300 new buildings in the first 60 days, okay? So that means you go to the building, you talk to the concierge, you give them your card, you write down their names so you know who they are, You go and you look at the facilities of the building and you do an inspection at least one unit. You know what the hallways look like. You know what the entrance doors look like. You know what the units look like. You know if they use exposed concrete in that building, how high the ceilings are, the the type of kitchens, the kind of sense and feel of the building, and you take notes. Then you go look at the facilities and you make notes and and you make notes as to where they are because when you go back in 90 days with your first buyer into that building and they say, is there a pool? And you say... Yeah, I don't know. Or you're futzing around trying to find the pool. How cool is it when you come in and the concierge says, hey, Joe, and you go right to the pool and they're like, well, this guy knows everything, right? Or this woman knows everything. So get educated in terms of your product. The next thing is you're not reinventing the wheel. There are many, many excellent real estate brokers and agents out there. Start getting educated with that. So again, my office offers free education. So you come to my office and every day you can you can either have a live education in terms of how to do things right in real estate, or you watch other guys. We have video room where you watch other guys who've done it before. We have hundreds of these things. You can learn how to do an open house, how to take a listing, how to meet someone on the street, how to meet someone at your gym, all of that stuff, right? You need to learn how to do that the right way. So that's the education part. The other thing is, it's a business where you're going to get down on yourself, right? Um, Because it's tough. So you really have to focus on being patient on how long this is going to happen. In your first year working in a place like Toronto, if you do five or six sales in your first year, that's that's pretty excellent. you know. So I think the key is to stay positive in the first year because you're going to feel like a failure and you're going to start adopting bad habits. So the things I'm telling you to do, you're not going to do because you're going to feel it's a waste of time. You're depressed. You might, have, you know, end up taking other bad habits up. You got to focus. The other thing I would say is uh, it's not a bad thing when you first start selling real estate to have another gig, right? So, you know, we've hired a lot of bartenders and servers and and yoga masters and uh, fitness trainers. That's okay because you want to be able to dedicate yourself to real estate. But if you can work at night when you're not with clients and you have enough money, it'll give you the ability to work longer and not be earning the money you think you're going to earn in real estate because everyone thinks they're going to earn more in real estate than they do, right? The last thing I'd say is, you know, in terms of the condo business, which we do, uh, you really need to go out and do a lot of rentals because you can screw rentals up. It doesn't cost you a lot of money and no one's going to sue you, right? So you should really focus on uh, working with rentals, because it gets you in front of a lot of customers, you do a lot of transactions, you start to get a bit confident and you also start making some money. So those are some five things you could do very easily uh, to set yourself up in the first year and, uh, oh, and sorry, the last thing I would say is you gotta meet people. You know, go to the coffee shop, meet people, have provocative things around your table, open your computer up, have, you know, we do this book called The Condo Millionaire, I say stack up ten of them. Some's gonna say, what's that about? start a conversation, meet someone, exchange cards. That's how it works.
0: What about um, closing the deal? When I say the deal, not necessarily signing the purchase or, or the sell of, of a condo or home, but closing the deal of getting that client to sign up with you, to, that now you're representing them. Is that, I mean, to take the pressure away from a new realtor, what would you recommend for them to, to get that done?
1: Well, so, you know, in terms of, so you mean when you're getting an offer signed or when you're getting a listing signed?
0: When you're getting, because what's that client, I forget what it's yeah, called. Yeah, so you have to yeah. have a
1: buyer-broker's agreement. Thank you. Buyer-broker's agreements are tough. I think you should uh, first establish a small relationship, a seed of a relationship, so they trust you. And once you feel you've done a little bit for them and they trust you, you need to say, now, listen, if I'm going to spend any more time with you, I need to know you're exclusively working with me. And, my, and that's my, my, uh, my, my uh, requirement. So I've given you some information, I've helped you out, but now you need to sit down with me and sign this document and engage with me for 60 or 90 days so I can focus my time and energy and money on finding you the proper place.
0: So really just building that relationship as we talked about at the beginning but also the trust and then yeah. you know again you don't need to know their, you know all their kids name necessarily but it has to be a trusting relationship from one to get Well again, you when establish
1: again. a relationship you know you do that but mostly they need to know you're knowledgeable if they know you know what you're doing if they say no it's like okay man thanks bye you right. don't need if them. No, if they're not going to sign with you. If you've given them something and you're good at what you do and they won't sign the document because you have to have it signed, you can't do an offer without one being signed.
0: Is that true to every realtor, every Absolutely. deal that goes they, down? Absolutely. Okay. You
1: have to have a buyer broker. They have to be represented, legally represented.
0: Should you fear some realtors who you can tell don't necessarily, you know, they just want to get a deal done, they'll sign it after? Like, is, is there some of that in this business where it can get a little
1: shady? Yeah, I mean, some sometimes agents will wait to the offer to get it done. And that's not the end of the world either. That's a bit risky because at that point you might find they've already signed one with someone else. Right. But I think to protect yourself as a real estate agent, you just need to pull the bandaid off and ask the question. If they say, no, I'm uncomfortable, say, well, then I'm uncomfortable wasting 30 hours of my time with no money to help you find a home. Thanks. Bye.
0: Uh, other than you, Brad, do you have an example of someone who came to you when they were young and still were bartending and, and wanted this advice and, and were grateful they got it, obviously, but now are,
1: you oh, know, listen, yeah, many, many. listen. I'll tell you something. Uh, you know, rarely do people knock on my door and say, listen, I went to Harvard. <laughs> uh, I have an engineering degree <laughs> I and me, I want to be a real estate agent. <laughs> yeah. It's always, you know, real estate agents often are have failed in some of the capacity Um they're a salesperson, uh, they have a salesperson personality, and that's a unique, valuable personality in the world. But they, it's, it takes a while to find your niche in the world when you're that kind of person. If you're a good bartender and you see a guy or a, a, someone that comes to your bar a lot and, and you know what they want, you just like, just point, boom, and then drinks there, right? And that increases your sales. So I'm always impressed by bartenders who increase their sales. They move quickly, they know what people want. The ones that stand around chit chat drive me nuts. They would be terrible real estate agents. And the ones that move and make big tips and lots of money and sell a lot of product make good real estate agents. You can be you can come from any walk of life, but you have to have that that personality and mindset to be a real estate agent and eat what you kill because that's what we do, right? We eat what we kill.
0: Brad, you know me away from this and I think you'd probably know something about me where I have a passion for architect and really like you know I love going into condos and design and interior design and all this kind of stuff is it is it a necessity for a young realtor or even a realtor been doing it for a couple of decades to still have a passion for new projects for homes for development of cities is, is that, does that add to the allure of working with someone
1: i, I think that that it comes i think that it comes i think mostly you need to have a passion for sales and to like real estate, but I think that what happens is that everyone kind of grows, you know? Like, I, my top guys that work for me now, when I remember what they are like when they started and what they are today, the growth has been so unbelievable. You know, they're very, very talented, useful, knowledgeable people now, and they weren't when they started, but they had a raw talent for sales.
0: But for young realtors, really, Brad, what would you, just to be a little bit more concise, like, what would five great tips be for the keys to their success in this industry?
1: Uh, I'd say the first thing is uh, right away get organized, and that means make a schedule. Next thing I'd say is uh, stay positive. It's a very, very difficult business. I would say this is one of the hardest businesses because your transactions are big, right? $500,000, $600,000. You only need to do five or six a year to make a living, but you, you know that could be two months and you're dying. You haven't done a deal. They'll come. If you stick to the program, they'll come. So you've got to be positive and be patient, and that means if you have to take another job, that doesn't interfere with your real estate job, like a night job, like a bartending job, a server job, whatever, a DJ job, that's okay. Do that so it can give you longevity while you learn this craft because it's a long road to learn this craft. Um, Data collection. So when you go to the coffee shop, don't go to one coffee shop, go to a different coffee shop every day, but the same one At the same time every day the conversations you have the information you get put into a crm a data marketing system a management system create one right away day one everyone you know goes in that and you have to you have to stay in contact with those people every month and tell them things the last thing i'd say is you really got to walk before you run right so uh in in this case what i mean by that is my office makes agents in the first 90 days do rentals we don't give you buyers you can't work with buyers because you're going to screw them up Work with rentals. They're small transactions. You make six or or $700 per transaction. Do five or six a month, and that will keep you in the business, get you confident, get you lots of transactions under your belt so that you feel confident when you work with buyers and you meet people. Brad, you're always impeccably dressed. Is
0: that something that's important for a young realtor, just to have a nice presentation to themselves?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Um, this is something that's lost on a lot of people uh, in their 20s, Maybe even 30s today. Um, when I meet someone, and they look good, they look—you know—they don't have to be good-looking, but they look good. They're they're well, you know, they, they're well put together. They're dressed properly. They're dressed for business, like they're serious business people. Uh, you know, even your car. When you get in, when you get into a real estate agent's car, does it smell good, or does it smell like coffee, or or weed, or cigarettes, or is a sandwich on the sitting on the on the passenger seat? You know. Its presentation is first impressions are obviously the first impression is the most important impression. That's a very well-known uh, anecdote, and, um, and it goes further than that. It's not just first impressions. It's every impression. You should always look professional. You should always act professional. You should, you should always be polished. Anything associated with you should be professional and polished. You can do more business if you look like that.
0: Is it important for people to learn? Are we too afraid to learn and not be intimidated by those who have done well?
1: Um, you know, I'm six foot five and have shaved head. And I, <laughs> I think I look a bit like a Russian hitman. But but uh, you know, um, appearances aside, uh, you know, I'm I'm actually all about education. I'm about helping people. My attitude is, you know, I I remember when I was in university. I was a good engineer, but I wasn't an amazing engineer. Uh, I kind of finished in the top, you know. 10 or 15% of my class, but the guy that was number two is my best friend. Very, very smart guy. He's he's doing aircraft engines right now. So when you're flying around the world, this guy designs those engines. That's how smart he is. And, you know, I would ask him a question. I'd say, I don't get this, man. Can you explain this to me? And he'd be like, no, do it yourself. And that drove me fucking crazy. I think teaching people is a very important thing. If I know something that you don't know, I'm happy to tell you I want to tell you, I want to make your life better. I want to teach people more than they know. I don't think that's ever should be a problem for someone. And uh, you know um, and I have a problem with people that don't want to share their knowledge with other people. It makes the world better. it makes people better. We're all better off if we're all smarter.
0: Well, uh, I know I thoroughly enjoyed this and I hope everyone listening did as well. So thank you so much. We're very grateful for you giving us your time and we look forward to doing many more of these episodes to help provide some knowledge, some expertise, some education, some laughs. Yeah, thanks, Doug. If you have any questions for us, please hit us up at info at That's info at lamdevcorp.com. If you enjoy listening to Live Talk with Lamb, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks.